Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batt. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday. It is my honor and pleasure to be here with you today in the podcast, where our goal is to help you as a father be a more intentional and engaged dad, to raise good kids who become great adults, and ultimately to end the epidemic of fatherlessness. We do that by bringing tremendous guests on the show who can provide you tips, tricks, even dad hacks to help you become a better, more intentional and engaged dad. And our guest today, I promise you will not disappoint. He's a powerhouse and he will bring you some amazing tips on fatherhood. Before I get to introducing our guest today, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to the podcast and make sure that it shows up for you weekly where we'll be releasing these podcasts with some amazing guests. Also want to remind you to take advantage of the other Daddy Saturday resources in the Daddy Saturday community. So certainly daddysaturday.com where you can find out about all things Daddy Saturday. Follow us on social, at Daddy Saturday. Me personally, at Justin Bad on LinkedIn. And make sure you download the Alexa skill. The Alexa skill right now with opportunities through Amazon. You can learn how to have activities for your kids put right in your Amazon shopping cart. doesn't get any easier than that. Well, without further ado, I'd love to introduce you all to our guest today, Frank Beeler. Frank and I had been friends for years, and I just think so much of Frank and, and watching him rise in his career. Frank is a, a student of impacting families and impacting fathers, and he is now the CEO and of FaZe Family Centers and the Executive Director of Leadership Development at Orange, the Rethink Group. Frank is married to Jessica, who is a powerhouse in her own right, and I know we'll talk about that, Frank. And He's an, an incredible father as well. So without further ado, Frank Beeler, so glad to have you here on the show today. Thanks for having me, Justin. I'm excited to be here today. Absolutely. So Frank, tell us a little bit about uh, your role currently at FaZe Family Centers, what you guys are doing. I know you got some huge projects going on that impact families and fathers directly. Yeah, that's the hope. We're basically taking this new approach where we're building new facilities. The first one's in Alpharetta, Georgia, and the second one's already underway in Washington, D.C., really in Washington, D.C. We're excited about that. And here's what we're doing. We're building a large preschool and after-school center uh, that takes a little bit different approach that involves parents more in the process, whether it be the resources that we send home, the parent engagement specialist, that staff member whose job is to help parents navigate, whether it be educational challenges, emotional challenges, give them ideas or resources to equip them to create those memories on the weekends, on those Saturdays, and just really kind of come alongside them. We're also in that facility building what will be the largest and really only the second in the country to build a large co-working environment with on-site certified childcare. And so we think this creates a unique opportunity for remote workers to work in our space and have their kid literally around the corner so they can still do lunches or hang out with them on the playground after work. We think there's a really neat opportunity there. And then we're building a large auditorium. So this one here in Alpharetta, 650 seats or so, and it's going to be filled with family programming all throughout the week. A church will actually use the space on a weekend uh, to have their faith gathering. So it really want to find a way to build facilities that serve a family all week, every week. Frank, that's amazing. And and I just, as we talk about being an intentional and an engaged father or parent, right, so much of that revolves around just the, the limited amount of time we have with our children. And most fathers today, it states that they have less than two hours a day to interact with their kids just because we're working during the week, right? And then the weekends, there's all these other pressures and demands. 
So what I love and what I heard in that and what you're doing through the Phase Family Centers is really creating an environment where you can bring work and family together in, in a co-shared space. I think that's just incredible. So tell us about some of the, the magic behind that. So what are the hopes? What is the mission of really creating the Phase Family Center and, and making those connection points for families? The idea is to recognize that there are tensions and finding that family time, helping them be more strategic. And so basically what we want to do is we created a space, a non-revenue generating space uh, that is in the middle of the building. That's just a space for families, once again, to be able to have those lunches and hang out and giving them discussion points, giving them board games and activities to play so they can squeeze in those extra moments throughout the week that uh, honestly get squeezed out as our kids get older. They typically get involved with more sports or activities or music or whatever it may be. So now we have this tension of we're working all week in the evenings when we try to get home at a reasonable hour. Now we've got to shuffle our kids around all over the place, trying to help them pursue their dreams or, or grow as an individual. And then on the weekends, there's tournaments and all these activities. So you're like trying to figure out how to manage that tension already and make the most of those moments. And so as we're trying to be strategic about Saturdays and being really intentional about those that you've taught so very well, we're thinking that there are those other moments that can be picked up. And the challenge is, especially when dads have younger children, what we're seeing is it's a little harder for them to create those moments or know what to do. I, I tell you, I can't see tell you how many times I've heard a dad say that they're going to start like a date night thing with their daughter. They've got a young daughter, two or three years old. They're like, I'm going to do this every week. And they go out on the first week. And the first thing they do is they go load them up on ice cream. Like we're going to give them way more than mom would ever let them have. <laughs> like this is going to be awesome. And then now they're bouncing off the wall in sugar and they don't even know what to do with them next. They're kind of like, well, I, I guess we're done. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do now. Let's walk around and try to get some of this energy out before uh, we, we have issues when we get home. But it's one of these things where if we can help them harness kind of those in-between moments strategically, partner with organizations like yours to help them really grab full moments and big memories like Saturdays, uh, we think there's something special there. And when we see all these commuters, all these remote workers, all this kind of opportunity for a new generation that's working differently and yet working all the time, there's an opportunity for us to really come alongside them. Frank, I love that. And I think the heart and the mission behind it is is so in line with what is needed today, especially as you look at the millennial generation of parents who they love that kind of co-working space and you, even you look at the way that churches are structured today, you guys are paralleling that so well. And I think it's going to be a huge, I don't think, I know it's going to be a huge success. So thank you for the work you're doing there. And and I know that's on a professional side. On a personal side, you've got four kids of your own, a girl and three boys, and you are just like me in terms of you know that that mix. So you're not only dealing with this and helping others, you got to deal with this at home. So tell me a little bit about your, your kids and your family dynamic and maybe how you guys as a family um, what's that rhythm look like for you on a, on a weekly basis to help manage some of that tension and, and time together? Sure. Uh, so our oldest son is named James. He's adopted. He joined our family three years ago. He's 17 now. And we adopted him while we were still in the Carolinas, Justin. And so just adopted out of the state system. Didn't know him, didn't know his family before that. So he joined our family when he was 14. That has been 
quite the unique challenge, but an incredible opportunity to invest in a young man. And then we have a 17-year-old biological son, or he's almost 17. He's a giant, a big football player guy and just kind of a monster. And then I've got a 13-year-old son and then 11-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And they're all extremely active and busy and doing sports and my daughter's a competitive dancer and it's kind of funny. So I joke around all the time that uh, all my kids are active in things, but she's like uber talented at dance. And so the other ones do things and they're fun and they, they do them well. Uh, but she's like talented at another level and wants to, you know, pursue that talking about even getting out of school early to, to train during the day, like a, an Olympic person would. And so like, it's serious business for this little 11 year old. And so we're trying to figure out, okay, my wife travels for work, Justin, you know, that's kind of a newer tension for us to figure out. She travels on the weekends, two weekends a month for work, something she loves to do to go serve churches all over our nation. Awesome opportunity, great impact for what we believe and and what we want to do for the world. But at the same time, here we are trying to build a phase family center. That's busy right now. It opens in one month. As you can imagine, there's a million things to do. Our kids are very active and my wife's now traveling more. And so it's kind of this tension of how do you find those moments? And for us, as they've gotten older, we've realized that we've had to be even more disciplined to make sure those moments happen. Because Early on, it felt like, I guess it felt like when they were younger, the tension was planning what we were going to do to make sure it just doesn't, the day just doesn't kind of get lost. And it was more about what experience are we going to create so it doesn't just kind of move around and nothing happen. But then as they've gotten older, um, we've seen that the tension has become, if we don't plan something and really wrestle with this, then we're going to have a real challenge on our hands because we're not going to get any time with them. I mean, my, my uh, oldest biological son would just be gone all the time. He's got friends. He's running the roads. I mean, he's a great, great young man, super outgoing. But if we didn't kind of expect and plan strategic time as a family, it's not going to happen. He's too, in air quotes, too popular for that. That would be a tension <laughs> for all of us. Well, I, I think you said so many things in there, Frank, and I'll, I'll unpack a couple of them. So, you know, as you have older children and teens, I think that's where a lot of people kind of pigeonhole Daddy Saturdays for the the younger kids. And and what I would say is you did a great job of laying that out. It's intentionality doesn't change. It just takes a different shape as your kids get older. And, you know, I heard you say that you need to focus on those strategic moments with your kids as they become teenagers, because there are so many other polls and other demands on them. And frankly, they can get away from you. They've got a car, right? When they're, when they can't drive, it's much harder. They got to jump on a bike or, or go, it's harder to get away from you as a, as an apparent. So tell us maybe specifically about a couple of things that you and Jessica do strategically to create some of those moments or that time together. Part of it is we love to travel as a family. So we're going to kind of create those big moments, you know, once a year and go on some vacation and try to make it really memorable. But We've tried to create a culture inside our household, and I truly believe that you have to do that. You create an environment, create a culture and expectation that at a moment's notice, we could whip up and kind of go somewhere. And it may not be all of us as a family unit. So, for example, literally yesterday, my wife uh, was supposed to leave around lunchtime to go to see some friends and, and help with something up in Charlotte. And so she was going to travel up there overnight and then come back today, midday. 
Well, my daughter had danced and wasn't done till five last night, but Jess just had this moment to go, well, why don't I take her with me? Cause she doesn't have anything on Friday. So I'll just leave later. I'll make it, I'll figure it out. She can go with me. And she changed our hotel or the hotel to one that had an indoor swimming pool. So she's like, we're gonna get up in the morning, do indoor swimming and then go about her day. So she was like, oh, I'm just going to grab this moment that's right here in front of us. Well, next thing you know, our middle school son's like football camp was over on Thursday as well. He's like, I'm going too. And so next thing you know, two of my kids are bouncing out, taking off with my wife on this little road trip to Charlotte. You know, it's a four hour drive or whatever, and they're going to be gone overnight, but they're going to get to create a memory. And yet she's still got a little work to do. There's going to be some time where they're, you know, on their device at Starbucks or whatever, and just kind of hanging out or watching something on Netflix or fill it a little time. But they're welcoming that to kind of create that memory. So we're all about saying okay, we're going to have a disciplined spontaneity. And I know that's kind of a weird way to approach it, to go, we're going to have our plan. We're going to have things on the schedule. So for example, my son, Micah, my biological son that leaves all the time, which by the way, as we're recording this podcast, just waved to me and said, I'll text you, lip synced it to me as he's walking out the door <laughs> to tell me wherever the heck he's going right now. I don't even know what's happening, but he's going to let me know. So once again, there he goes. I missed him this morning. He's already out. And so with that, we're going to have our discipline scheduled time. So tonight it's family dinner. Everybody's going to be home by 530. We don't typically do that, but Micah leaves at 630 in the morning for a mission trip for eight days. We need to pray with him. We need to have that time. So we're going to lock in those schedules. And for us, it may not be a Saturday now because that they're gone. You know, they're doing something else, but we're going to have those locked in times, but we're also going to be more disciplined as parents to say, where can we take somebody with us? especially as we're traveling parents. So we this summer has been an awesome opportunity to take one child at a time with us. Our kids have been, you know, one, once again, one child at a time. They've been to Boston this summer. They've been to Dallas. They've been to Seattle. Uh, they've been to Charlotte. Uh, one of them just did a road trip down to the Atlanta with me. I was going down there for a full day on the south side of Atlanta, and we stopped by the varsity and had burgers together. But I think we're saying, hey, we're going to grab these moments. And so on Sunday night, to get really practical, my wife and I sit down at 930 or so, and we look at our calendars. And we start to say and kind of challenge each other as parents to go in the fullness of this crazy day, what are some things that are going to come up this week that we can grab those moments and grab one of the kids or create some great memories and take them along with us. And we literally will change those or make notes different in the calendar to remind ourselves, hey, let's have that conversation and let's take them along. Frank, that is so good. And, and I hope that the fathers listening and mothers for that, that matter, don't miss what you said. And, and this is the perfect definition of intentionality. People ask me that all the time. What does it mean to be intentional? And you described it in several moments there. It was Jessica's taking a trip and the kids get to go with her and they schedule some time to go swimming together. That is so simple. Just the fact that they get to ride along and they get that car time where that creates some margin, some breathing room, right? There's lack of distraction. You're in the car together for four hours, uh, the, the pool time. You know, there's Everything you said, Frank, is so spot on in terms of what intentionality is. And as a busy family that's got a lot going on, it sounds like you and Jessica are doing a great job of really finding that those points of margin, those points of breathing room where you can just interact with your kids, whether it's all of them or one-on-one. -on -one. And that is the key to intentionality. So thank you for sharing that because it's exactly what our listeners need to hear and how you I would define intentionality. And it sounds like you guys are doing it and crushing it as a family. 
Well, Frank, in our, in our last couple of minutes here together, I've got two final questions for you. The first question is something that I ask all of my podcast guests, and that is, if you had a boat, Frank, what would you name it? And I'm not talking about a little fishing boat. I'm talking about like a yacht, a mega boat. You got some space in the back. What would you name your boat? Wow. Uh, establishing Futures. Oh, nice. That was good off the off the cuff, Frank. That was really Thanks. good. <laughs> so I can always tell, too, if the, the guests have listened to the podcast all the way to the end, because that's when I typically ask that question. So yeah, uh, great job establishing <laughs> futures. That's certainly what you're doing there with Face Family Centers. So, Frank, if you could leave the fathers listening with with one thing, one principle from Frank Beeler or from Frank and Jessica that you guys have found is a recipe for success in your family or maybe something you wish you would have done more of or differently as you've raised your kids, what would that one final piece of advice for the fathers listening be? You're, you're probably going to get it wrong more than you get it right. And the plans that you have, the well laid out plans, the ideal situations when you finally really try to get it right and it doesn't go right, it's going to be okay. Your kids are resilient and tomorrow's a new day. That's where on that Sunday night, to go back to that practical tip of unpacking um, our schedule for the week, the other thing we do you know, cause you, you just didn't give me a little too much credit. You were like, Hey, you guys are crushing it. I don't, I don't feel that way as a dad. So let's be honest. Like I'm trying brother. I'm trying to do the best I can, but on Sunday night, we're looking ahead, but we're also debriefing. Where did we miss moments? Where should we have taken one of our kids along? Where would it, or where did we take a kid along and they were bored the entire time and we didn't create any moment out of it. We just like, it made us feel like we were doing something, but we were on our phone the entire time and it just didn't work at all. So I think there's this fact that when you try to do this, your gosh, your kids may be in a bad mood or it just may not work out as planned or it may rain. You're, you've got this epic night plan and then it just gets all rained out. Being able to go with the flow and go, you know what, chalk it up as a mistake or a missed opportunity or uh, just an unfortunate circumstance, but know that tomorrow we get a chance to reset. And I truly believe that for whatever reason, God chose you to be their parents and you may not be doing a bang up job or you wish you could be doing better and you kind of hold yourself accountable to that and you're trying, but your kids look up to you. And they're going to push through those dumb things that you do and those mistakes that you make and give you chance after chance after chance to create more memories. So as they get older and they're a little more aware of what's going on around them and where you maybe chose something else instead of that awesome Saturday that you intended to or planned on doing, they're going to be resilient. They're going to be forgiving. And you have an opportunity for the next Saturday to do it again. So just don't get so down on yourself that you're down for the count. You may feel knocked down, but that's a chance for you to kind of get back up again and say, all right, well, next Saturday, it doesn't have to be more epic because you screwed up. It's just get back on track with another good Saturday. Frank, what a way to end this podcast and, and talking about the fact that parenthood, fatherhood, it is not a sprint. Clearly, it's a marathon. It's a journey. And the more of those moments that you create, the more of those opportunities, whether it works out or not, it's that time in the margins. It's the addition of all those micro moments that really is what makes good kids that become great adults. And it sounds like you and Jessica are well in your way with your four amazing kids and you're making impact outside of that. So cannot thank you enough, Frank, for being on the show today, for pouring into our fathers that are listening and just providing great practical advice. Uh, Frank, for those that want to follow you and follow Jessica, 
uh, where can they find you and get more information? Yeah, everything's just on social media. We're really engaged there. So just at F Beeler and at Jessica Beeler, uh, B-E-A-L-E-R. We'd love to connect there. And Justin, I would say the work that you're doing is inspiring. I think you are helping all of us be more intentional and strategic. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. And thank you for letting me be a part of the podcast. You're so welcome, Frank. Well, with that, I want to say make it a great daddy Saturday. Thanks for listening and be intentional, be engaged and raise good kids that become great adults. Thanks for listening.